episode 133 above ground podcast questions disclaimer the host of this podcast timothy patrick and will foley are by no means medical professionals however having lived experience with mental illness themselves they have gained useful perspectives on common mental health issues that some of us struggle to overcome on a daily basis by sharing their stories they hope to create connection by creating connection they hope to help you find your purpose and through purpose we can all begin to build the foundation for positive mental health. This is Above Ground Podcast. Are you ready to lace up your boots, throw up your horns, and jump into the pit? Then let's stomp the stigmas of mental illness. It's time for Above Ground Podcast. Now, Will Foley and Timothy Patrick. What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode 133 Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast, because you can't serve below. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much this year for all of your support and the well wishes, all the comments, and all of the back and forth on social media. It's awesome to be able to, to connect with everyone out there, especially with especially on such an important thing like mental health. Because again, everyone has mental health. Not everyone has mental illness. I wanted to take a second first to say we hope that you had a wonderful Christmas holiday. We are stuck in the middle of the week between Christmas and New Year's this week, and the calendar is about to flip in a few days to 2022. Tim and I both wish all of you a very, very awesome new year. Both I, both of us are very grateful to be the curators of hope on this show. And we share stories of hope. We share stories of resilience. We ask a lot of questions. That's right. This episode is all about questions. But I've got a question for you. Do you like coffee? You want to buy me a coffee? Well, you can now. You can go to buy me a coffee backslash above ground pod and support the podcast. That's right. We are looking to grow in 2022. And we have expanded a way for you to get involved with the show. And that is if you like the show, you can support us by buying us a coffee at buy me a coffee backslash above ground pod. Buy me a coffee is just like Patreon. And. That's where we chose to to hang out, and I want to thank Yannicka for buying us 10 coffees. Thank you so much, and someone else also bought us five coffees last week. We don't know who it was, but we thank you so much, so much, so much. So if you want a shout-out on the show, buy us a coffee, and we will make sure we give your name out, and we will say thanks and give you mad props. Lots of stuff coming in 2022. As we gear up for the calendar flip. And I don't want to take up too much of your time. Because this week's episode is all about questions. That's right. If we ask better questions. And we're not afraid of the answers. We might just break down walls. So without further ado. Questions. Hey what is up everyone. Welcome to Above Ground Podcast. Above Ground Podcast. Because you can't serve below. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. How we doing tonight, TPP? We're getting low. We're getting low. We're doing all right tonight. We're um, we're um, waffling away. 
<laughs> You're back, waffling? Back in the studio. No, back at the Hallam Halls, man. Back at Hallam Halls, which is yes. always a positive thing for us, I think. Um, I like it because we get to be, we get to talk and just talk. We don't have to worry about it. And Yeah. And, you know, it's awesome that Will allows us to come and talk invade and his talk. house and talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what are we talking about tonight, Timmy? I don't know. I think some questions that... Um, you know, I kind of proposed to you a question, and then you kind of proposed to me a question, and um, so I figured we'll just throw some stuff out there and see what happens. Cool. You know, I, I've realized this in recent months, that life can't get better unless you ask better questions. Ooh. And it's because the thing is, is that... Y- if you ask questions, then that means you're open. If you request things, you're closed because right. that means you lack them. You're open and you're willing to learn. Yes, I and think you're that's... willing to accept answers if you're asking questions. Sure. Because you you don't I, I don't necessarily think that anybody asks a question and doesn't expect an answer or doesn't want an answer. I think some people are afraid of the answers. Yeah. And I think some answers are very scary. And I know you guys are used to hearing like like kind of like straight ahead mental health talk kind of about a specific thing, but I think that I think us asking questions and about how our brains process these questions because our brains qu- process these questions I think slightly different than someone who doesn't have a like a mood disorder or doesn't have a mental health challenge because Unfortunately, we're always looking through a lens of how our mood is today or how our view of the world is today. So I think it's important that sometimes we have to pose some questions to ourselves. And what was the question that you had asked me? Um, well, you know, it's something that that is it, it kind of came up. Um, it wasn't really asked to me, but it just came up over and over again. And I, I questioned more as a whole of of people because I know that a lot of people do it and I don't know why our brains kind of go this way maybe that it's that negativity bias but um, basically I just asked Will um, what do you think your why I'm sorry why do you think you value your failures over your successes huh and and that is and that is a question that is super Wow, like insight. It's super wow, in, it's super wow man. <laughs> it is. It, it's almost. It's almost an insight waiting to happen. Why do you value your failures over your successes? So, if I'm going to answer this directly, why do I value my failures over my successes? And I, you know, I guess the word. Is, I guess the big, the big flip of it is is the word value. Because I never looked at my failures as a va- like my value, like I never looked at them as a value. I looked at them as a failure. I looked at me as a failure. So I never looked at my failures as learning in that in that frame of mind. So my failures were never valuable. They were they were life lessons about what not to do, about how not to get your ass kicked, about how not to be a failure. But the thing is, is that the or, funny thing is, is that they taught me the most. Well, yeah, but also, you know, you could look at it as as value in the sense of 
why do you fixate? Why do you concentrate more on the failures? Well, that's not valuing. Well, and I, know, I I'm think just so, but I get where you're coming from, and I think because of the way that I am self hatred directed is that I look at myself as the problem because everybody else is not the problem. I'm the problem. And when you look at yourself as the problem, how the fuck do you solve the problem? You can't. So you got, and you can't do it with the same frame of mind you did. Right. You can't do it with the same frame of reference. So something has to happen. And that's usually, you know, either you have a come to Jesus moment, a, a major accident, you know, a life change, somebody dies, you get struck by lightning, you hit the lottery. Uh, it's just something usually. Either catastrophic or something happens to you that usually causes you to change, right? Generally, most of the time. Sure. For really lasting change. And even that doesn't last sometimes. But I think I, I don't I never looked I always looked at my failures more because I could never accept the things that weren't failures as victories. If you want to look at it in the in that, you know, winning... I, I don't like to look at that as that because the thing is is that you can't win at everything and why do we have to make a game of everything? Yeah, yeah. I mean... But... You're right. I mean, that's what, you know, maybe could be the thing. Is it's... Is, um... I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's a cultural thing or whatever, is maybe we view things as winning or losing... And we really shouldn't. Well, we do. That's how we separate everything. Because again, that's that dude. That's what we do. Like that's how we like your team versus my team. Well, I can't. You can't talk to me. Well, I don't believe the same things you believe. Right, well, right, you don't right. believe my God. I don't like the Yankees. You like the Red Sox. I like Dale Earnhardt. I'm going to piss on your car. I mean, it's the same. I mean, that's the that's the proverbial constant argument about who's better. And that that's. But again, that's that bullshit that they fed us. That separates you from everything. Like that's original sin. Like you can't be. You got to be a winner. You know what I mean? That's like that's that whole thing, man. Hmm. I think. Yeah, I think social media really incent like exacerbates that. Well, I, I, I look. Social media exacerbates it to the point that you're on social media. There's a lot of things that social media does okay. There's a lot of things that social media doesn't do okay. <laughs> Fair. But That's you can't. But again, like if we're not going to blame, like I, I don't, I, I think again, just like society, culture is not just a reflection of society; it pushes society. Just like society is a reflection of culture, but it pushes culture. So you can't have one without the other. Yeah. So, and I, I think to make, I think that loses sight of of things. But yes. Uh, social media does exacerbate the 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 difference between winning and losing. The gap is longer. The gap is wider because you think somebody just because they got a picture on their Facebook feed or whatever is real life and then you're stuck here and you're believing all this manifestation bullshit. Right. You're like I believe it but I can't get it. Right. It's like again, it's like and until you get a and, and until you get a little bit of momentum under you, it's hard to build momentum. But I think I think I held on to my failures because those failures to me, I because of my mood, and it's like what I equate to those failures. 
I equate more to failure than I do to victory because victory to me seems very fleeting. It seems very empty because it doesn't seem like it's built to last. Where those fucking losses, they stick with you for a lifetime. You got souvenirs. You got stories. It makes your whole life. So you hold on to these things that make your whole life. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could get the, the trophies or the victories or whatever without them, right? Right, but what I'm saying is is that you hold on to the failures because the failures are easy to hold on to because you tend to seem to wallow in them a little bit more. For me. For you. Be, yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. No, I know what you're because, saying. Because they're easy to grasp because I'm comfortable with pain. I'm comfortable with unworthiness. I'm comfortable with less than. So it's easy for me to accept and be stuck in those than it is to accept winning or accept accept a compliment or accept, you know, any sort of the that sort of thing. You know, I think, you know, hearing you say that, though, I think there might be an upside to that as, as where you could look at a situation and, and, and you know, whether you're... Your your, you know, cognitive distortions are telling you it's all you. So you look at it, and then you try and do the best you can to fix or heal the you know yourself and to 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 make the situation better. So I can't make a situation better unless I heal myself first. Right. Nobody can, and I I can't. No, that's I really... cannot stress. That point enough to you out there. If you're listening, you cannot fix any situation until you fix yourself. Now, you may not think you have anything to fix, but let me tell you, we all have something to fix, man. It's just, look, man, that's what makes us human. I guess, that's what I makes guess us by saying are. that if you think you don't have anything to fix, then maybe you need to fix your ego. Well, and, and so you're getting to something though, and and you were on that, and and when I was when I was 20, I was so full of myself. But the fact is, is that my full of myselfness was really a sham because I was scared to death, and I was a nervous wreck. You I had no like game. A, yeah. I had no game. I had nothing. I was the singer in a fucking really popular rock band, dude, and. I I missed every opportunity that life presented me to be the rock guy that I ever dreamed of, but I didn't have it in me. Like there was always this there's always been this split of me of being this almost spiritual warrior in a way, and then there's this other part of me that wants to be this decadent rock like decadent lead singer stick his face in every shithole he can stick his face in. And then, <laughs> well, I mean, no, I know what you're saying, but it, but it's true because it's this dichotomy of of people. Because in reality, I knew none of that was gonna like none of that ever answered anything, right? Like, and I was never comfortable enough in any of those positions. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, when you know, as you know, being Caligula or whoever is is the, <laughs> is is there an end game to doing that? Well, so it's funny that you say end game. There's no end game to that. You know what the end game to that is? Is being 50 and still doing it. Still, you know still tight I mean? leather like, pants yeah, still washed dry, up yeah, and not yeah, realizing yeah. like it's time to just. Well, yeah, but I, you know what? I, I think we, I think a lot of us have, man. And you know what my end game was? Like I, I don't, I don't know if I have an end game yet. My, I've. 
So I posed this question to Tim because this po- this question was posed to me, and I and I have not come up with an answer for this yet, and I and I still don't know. I don't have the answer for the original question that was posed to me about what my end game is. And the reason I don't have the the answer for the first time it was posed to me is because I can't really give an answer to that at this point because there's too many things in flux that are just in flux and I just can't give an accurate answer. What would be the definition for endgame? Well, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Because I, I said this to Tim off air before we started this episode. That the fact is is that if life goes certain ways, your endgame can change at a moment's notice, yeah. man. Yeah. Your endgame could change tomorrow and you know, you're driving down interstate, whatever it is, and next thing you know, you're done. You didn't get a chance to make your endgame choice. Your endgame was then. Tractor trailer runs you over, done. Okay. So I you know the thing is, this is the truth. I never really had any picture of an end game ever. I never pictured retirement. I never did any of that when I was young. I never thought I'd grow up, have a career, and work till retirement and blah. I I kind of worked in survival mode. And this literally has only been an insight that I've had in the last couple months that I've lived in survival mode for much of my sure life oh, yeah. and and the better part of 30 years of it because I didn't stop living in survival mode in reality until probably a couple years ago when I when I started to really start breaking some of this stuff down and even I think I could be wrong, but I think that some of us that have lived in survival mode most of our lives, even when we tell ourselves and we're, you know, like you said, we, we, we stop living in survival mode, our body may have not have stopped. Right. Well, like Dr. You know Russ I mean? said on the episode, it's an alarm. Yeah. And once that alarm, dude, is set, it's hard to shut it off. And if you don't have the mechanism to shut it off, it rings in your head for years and it can drive you fucking crazy, man. And it's it like... Well, yeah, because your body's still in survival mode. Right. Your head is like, your mind's like, well, I'm kind of out of it, but your body doesn't know. And you're like, Jesus, you know, why am I always, you know, why am I always tense? Why am I like always on the go and need to do this and need to feel this? And, but because your body, you know, you need to, you need to heal the body as well. Yeah, and healing the body is important, man. And and we're not just talking about the physical body. We're talking about the the emotional body. Yeah. The emotional body needs healing too. And you need to like you know, and it's very hard. And and I do this to myself too. And and there's actually a actual I saw this recently in um I believe it was uh a magazine that um I get an email from. And it's about bipolar, but they were talking about um, those ear mites that we get from songs about how we get these little things that get stuck in our heads and we can't stop humming this thing. And actually with people with bipolar disorder, this is actually a function that happens 
and it actually propels you to want to hear a song over and over again because it just sets a groove in your brain. And it just and I realized when I read this article, I'm like, that's me to a T. And I realized that it's like every sad song you can think of. It's no wonder why that I, I gravitate towards power ballads. Because those are just the songs that bring out the most emotion. So in is me. it kind of like like it's like scratching that itch? Is it's that- almost yeah, it's almost like this it's almost like it sets a a weird pattern in your brain that's comfortable because you're used to these kinds of feelings and it it just like it just becomes obsessive and you it almost becomes like an ocd kind of thing yeah 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 yeah. and i was kind of surprised by that now obviously that has nothing to do with the end game obviously and and uh, so and what is what do you think of that when i say those words what is your end game like what is that? What does that bring? What connotation does that bring to you? What does that set your I don't, mind? I don't thinking? really know what. I guess the definition of endgame would be. Um, is endgame like the way, like the way where I see a, a certain situation going, or like... and, and that could possibly be at the question that was posed to me. That was probably how it was posed originally. And it was then it was discovered that wow, well maybe there's really not that there you know well, I so think for me i think but, like kind of what what you said is is i think i think it can change i think your end game can change i think um you know i think your values to me you know listing your value writing your values down would be more concrete and more substantial because you can stick to your values and still have a a, a different end game i guess you know, I, I think I, the end game, if someone were like, what's your end game? I think for me, it would be peace within. I don't even know if that would qualify as an answer. But. I, yeah, I, I, I almost think it's too... I almost think it's too flippant of an answer. And I don't mean that in a derogatory sense. I mean it in the sense that it's almost too, oh, I wish for, like, it's almost too uh, brush off, kind of. Right, right, In a right. way. It's almost like, it's almost too heavy of a question to think because you're like, well, you're like, fuck, what is an end game? I mean, look, the end game is death. And, and this was my point to you off air. The thing is, the thing that I, I want, to kind of stress, and, and and I'm not speaking for everybody, okay? I am not speaking for every person who's ever had a suicidal thought in their mind, okay? But when you experience the thought of death is better than living, your end game has different rules. <laughs> That's a good and, way to say it. And it has a different texture because my end game is to be honest with you my end game is to not leave my kid with the amount of legacy that I was left with that is my end game and that is part of the reason why I'm still here on this fucking earth that's a good end game to have. That is again. I, I, mean, I think that is a very, a very va- I think admirable. that is and and to tell you the truth, dude, and and this is kind of going to kind of get into other stuff, but I I said this to you in a recent conversation that I only have learned in the last probably really couple of years what it's really about being a man. 
We can think we know what being a man is. We can believe all the stereotypes. We can think that, you know, this person's this because they do this or this or that. But I don't think unless you can sit and acknowledge your losses, acknowledge your victories, acknowledge your wounds, and say, you know what? I still don't know what is coming. And, like, I think that that is where I've really come to find that being a man is not always having all the answers. And and not, you know, like... I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, I because I, to be honest with you, I mean, unless you want to get, like, super specific with the, you know, but, like, again, it can change or you may not really know right now, but, like... I, again, if you have like a set of values or goals that you're 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 heading towards, I think that can lead you to whatever that end game may be. Well, I, I I will second that with Timmy. It is very important to set some goals because I will say that that was part of momentum for me was just deciding to make a couple of things happen that happened. And and that kind of set some more momentum going, and it's kind of set my eyes. It's kind of actually like, it's kind of recentered me a little bit in a way sure, that says, yeah. okay, well maybe, Structure. maybe it's maybe it's not that I I'm just looking in the wrong place. It's not that I'm not looking. It's I'm just looking in the wrong place. I got to go look here instead. Could be. It's a, you know, I don't know. I don't want to get too like philosophical about it but it's like it's that's what we do i know but it's time to wax poetic motherfucker <laughs> it's it's like uh you know people talk about um you know having a purpose in life and 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 you know this is my my destiny or whatever i i, I think it's a bit of a, a sham i think it's a bit of a ego driven uh ideology maybe i don't even know it, it hmm. just because it's like why do i have to, like again like i don't know it's like why do i have to have uh, a goal or why do i have to have a uh, an end game or why do i have to have some a purpose you know maybe my purpose is just that i survive today you know tomorrow i have a new purpose you know, and, or maybe if you well, want to say, you just kinda, well, you just kind of, well, you're like, well, today I have this purpose, tomorrow I have another purpose. So it's not that you don't want to have a purpose, but maybe, maybe having one purpose yeah, yeah, is no, not. I, is, I didn't say, I didn't say, yeah, I didn't say to not have a purpose. I just, it, 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 to, to focus on one and say, well, you know, I need a purpose. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like, um, I, I, I guess like, a, um, you know, it's like this, um, imaginary thing that you know if i had this then i could do this well that's the that's the that's the matrix you and know? that's the bullshit that we but, tell ourselves you know, if it's something right and if it, but here again i'm not again i'm not don't view it as a positive or negative i'm not saying it's good or bad either way i'm just saying if you focus you spend your life going oh what's my end game or what's my purpose dude your end game's going to be here and you know what you've spent your life doing? Is wondering what your end game is. Exactly. Well, and, and so and it's like Jesus. I, and and I and I get that too. And I and I and I see that. And 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 I see that in myself. And it's 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 interesting how I would not 
have been able to even venture into these waters until this moment. Like, literally, every bit of Jedi training I've received <laughs> in the last, you know, six, seven years, eight years, whatever it's been, I don't know what it's been since I started doing all this stuff, man, um, has kind of led me to this point in my life of, wow, you know, I got some... Like, I I got some legit... Like, I can legitimately say I've been in the fucking lion's den. Because I, I... Like, I can legitimately... You've been in Dagobah. Yeah, dude. I've been to Dagobah. I've been there. Like, we've... I've I've run through those... that I've run through that swamp. <laughs> those snakes have been scaring the shit out of me. For sure. And it's, it's funny because you really only have yourself to face. Well, that's what's in the cave, right? Yeah. So it's in the cave, man. It's you. It's you in the cave. It's not anybody else. It's always it's always about you. Even if even look, even in a relationship, okay? There's two people in a relationship. But when the relationship is not working, okay, and, and both people can understand why it's not working, okay? The the thing is is that 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 is a whole open like you can start from there if if you're willing to start from there. But you have to be willing to start from there. And you have to be willing to ask some tough questions. And you have to be willing to answer some tough questions. Yep. And I got to tell you, man, I never realized what intimacy and vulnerability really is until you got to answer some questions and say, <laughs> okay, well, let's think about this for real. That's funny that you say that because I, I agree with that 100% as far as it. Like I've always said, I've got – in fact, my therapist was the one that was like, you have extreme intimacy issues. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and, and But but that's for but me. But me too. I, like, I have too. It, but it's, it, it's like you said, whether it's an interpersonal uh, relationship or whatever it is, it, it you know, it, it's a tough question arises and it's like, um, yeah, yeah, okay, well, let's talk about that later. And even though you know you don't, you're not going to talk about it later because you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, so it's about that. It's about you know answering that question, or at least you know facing it head on and saying, you know, being honest and saying, well, you know what? Like, I do want to answer this, but right now I don't think I can. So maybe like let me sit with this for an hour, or maybe we can revisit it tomorrow. But like you know, don't dismiss it. But like some cases, maybe it might be too much, you know, in that moment. But uh, but either way, to face it head on and and say, yeah, like this is it. Like this, you you can't you can't heal. You can't you know figure out. Um, uh, you can't have a, dis a conversation or a discussion and figure out some kind of outcome or answer without that feeling that without answering that without going head first into it you know what i mean it's just it's, i don't think you just can do, you just can't do it yeah I, I i and and i'll and i'll be honest with you you can't and the and to to not and to do any less is actually a disservice and 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 yeah, and, and, I, let, I and, let, and let's be honest dude most of us have have been a disservice to one relationship or oh. another at any time at any any given moment. And I've been a disservice to myself. Well, you know? absolutely, yeah. Well, and I think by doing well, again, but again, you are and as a, being a disservice to yourself, you can't be a service to anybody else, right? 
Right. And that, and it's hard to face that, and it's hard to realize, wow, man. But you, but again, that's like, unfortunately, integration. You don't, you don't get to choose when the integration of the insight happens. The integration just kind of happens, and one day smacks you upside the head and says, "Oh, guess what? This has changed now, and you can't change that feeling." No matter what you do, it does not change. Let me ask you this. Like you had said before about like you had you had kind of thrown out into the universe. You proposed the question of, of I need help or help me. Yes. Now, how do you know, for you at least, like say if, if something smacks you upside the head or hits you and, and you go, oh. So it, how can you distinguish whether that is just... Um, something that you can discard or something that you can hold on to and go, okay, this could be something. See, I, and, and I, it's funny that you asked that because I actually am struggling with that a little bit right okay. now. Because I don't, I because, don't. That's why well, I'm asking. Well, look, there, you have to trust yourself. And, and again, this is part of my own building of self-trust again. I, there, I, I had an insight this morning during a conversation with my wife um, about asking for things this morning and we were talking and I had an insight about something that had happened when I was really small and realized that I have a hard time asking for anybody to do anything for me because of this one moment. And then probably several other moments after that, that kind of concreted that in. And I had never thought about that before. I had thought about it before, but I hadn't thought about it at that level. I don't, you have to be able to trust yourself and you have to be able to trust that it's not just your head telling you something, it's your heart telling you something. And, and it's a fine, it's a very fine line and you can't always think that the first thing that pops into your head is the answer. You have to keep, you have to keep asking the questions and digging like you, we've talked about archeology span and archeology span is the most important tool out of any of your tools that you're going to use to get to the root of any of these things. Because you have to dig, and you have to ask questions. And when another question arises, you have to ask another question. So if you find if you find that rock, and you're like, you know what, I could polish this up, and, and maybe this could be a piece of gold, then maybe if you have that thought, you're like, you know what, if there's a maybe in there, I, I'm going to put this aside and keep digging. Because I'm going to dig, and then, then I'm going to find something and go, you know what? This is gold. Well, and then and, you're going to know. Well, and, and but again, every answer is leading you to the next thing. Every answer is not the answer, but every answer but, is okay. an answer. Okay. So and, and again, you also... So you have to have... You know, it's funny because I, I can't say I don't have any faith in this anymore. And I haven't been able to say I have faith in anything in a long time. Okay, long time. Okay, but but I can but I can tell you this because I I've always been an experienced guy. I've been a feeling guy, and 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 I will tell you this: if I didn't ignore all my feelings, all my feelings would have been right, right up through so far, regardless of whether I made the right choice or not. At least from what I've gathered. Now, would they have led me on the same path? Absolutely not, because they never do. However, I do still think that... I get what you're saying. That the energy was there, and I can clearly 
look back through different things where I I said, I want to see this, and I saw it. And I saw it repeatedly enough that I could have been smacked upside the head and still did nothing about it in, in my past. So now do you take that? situation as you know maybe it wasn't meant for me or or just not at that time no i take it as that i was just dumb and and not dumb because I, i'm not dumb and i don't want to say i'm dumb because then i'm dumb and, and i've really like no, i've no, really good and, and and this has only happened and dude you you and i talk all the time and you and i have constant interactions so you know how i am yeah this yeah. has only happened within the last like this whatever has transpired in the last I say two weeks because this is start this started probably around two and it's it's almost getting discombobulated time wise when this started because I don't think it wants me to figure out what it is. It just wants me to be. And I think that that's what it is. And 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 it's and it's scary, dude. It's scary. These are uncharted waters for me, man. Yeah. And I don't float. I fucking drown. So it's it's maybe now it's time to so now it's time to fucking learn, learn to how swim. to surf, man. Learn how to surf. You know, and it's like and it's it's a scary it's a scary feeling, but I got to tell you it's invigorating, man. It's invigorating. It's it's like for the like my like like I had an eye exam today and it was like my eyes aren't really like my <laughs> eyes have changed a little bit and they I don't see as well in the dark, but the funny thing is is that my third eye is starting to to open a little bit and I feel a little bit like I actually starting to trust a little bit of my intuition again, and and That's a and, nice feeling. and look, I got to. I'm going to tell you this, dude. The letters to Billy, okay. The whole thing about getting in touch with that part of you that you that you left behind, dude. I I cannot stress mm-hmm. how important that relationship is to yourself because you left something behind there, and you are not using all of your resources if you don't tap into that, man. Oh, for sure. And and you're not. And and the only way to tap back into that is to ask, and you have to ask. And, and and I'm not saying it's got to be some some big fucking dramatic thing like I'm making everything, because because I'm a little over dramatic. But, <laughs> no, but I but look, but it, I it, I go with how I feel and how I'm feeling right now. I I've already I've lived my life ignoring a lot of things. I refuse to ignore things now. And and I think I think no, I think that whole relationship with your inner child and. and you know, wound. You know, healing that wounded child is 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 so huge. And and the more the more people that we come in contact with, the more I find that they're talking about the same things. Absolutely. You know, and Lisa Scott says it in her new book. There, she mentions and talks about it. It's going to be great. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all fine. You know what being fine is? Not good. I'm fine. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm never okay when I say I'm okay. But if I say I'm okay, I don't want to talk to you. Right. I'll just say I'm okay. Good. See you. Because I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Which is fair. You know, I think. Yeah, and I think you need to, I, I think you need to be able to, to turn as, it on and turn it off. Right. As long as you, as long as, as long as you can honor the other side and if you're really not okay and someone asks, then, you know, if it's someone that you can be comfortable with and then, then say, no, I'm, I'm actually not okay. Oh, well, I know the difference being okay. If somebody comes up to me and says, how you doing? I'm, I'm like, okay. And that's where I leave it. Yeah. That's just me being like, I just don't want to talk. Yeah. 
Like if I'm not okay, I'm not going to say anything to anybody. Like that. See, that's the that's the weird thing, and and I think that that's the the scary thing is that for me, I'm going radio silent because that's how I am. I'm not saying anything. I'm not, you know, I'm not making a big production out of it. I'm not like anything. It's just it's it's just is what it is i mean uh, uh, hey as long as you are staying true to yourself i think that's what matters most yeah well i mean well i'm i'm talking if i'm in trouble like if i'm in real trouble and and i've had enough i'm going radio silent you know what i mean Mm. i'm not going to say anything to anybody i'm just going to carry on like everything's okay and I and I'm not saying that as a threat. I don't want people to think I'm walking around right. with these. Okay, but I'm but I'm saying like if if I had a real intent, it would be met. Just because I I like that is something that you know it, and is it just is. But it's it's not it's but it's not a thing that I I say in alarm. I say it almost almost bringing it in. Because I know it's there, right? So why, why? It. Yeah, I'm acknowledging it, and by acknowledging it, I already dissipated it. Like I don't, I'm not going to do good. that. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that, that man. Because I'm because ex- because again, there's the part of me that's excited about being open. I haven't been open to anything in fucking years, man. Which is funny because I always thought you were pretty open, uh, dude. Look, open mindedness is one thing. No, I mean even open. You know, pretty much. I. As far as vulnerability goes and stuff like that, I, I think I I I'm only really just learning what true vulnerability is, man. Like doing like we're up to like a hundred and almost a hundred and thirty episodes by now, over a hundred and thirty, right? And and I've learned something about vulnerability, and in a, in many years and many times in relationships, no, I'm not really vulnerable. I'm acting from a space of survival. And and most of the time, and even in even in my current relationship, and I and I've stated that that I've I've acted out of a state of survival in in many years, and it's not because that's what I want. It is not. It's just what I knew, no. and and it, I never questioned it. And and I you know until certain you know certain times I questioned it. Because I haven't exactly been the nicest person, and I've told you that, man. I own. I'll put my name on my bad shit, man. You know? Yeah, but uh, you know, and but at the same like, time, we're we're human. You know, what we're, I mean? I, dude, we're all entitled to fail. You know, we're all entitled to 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 have a fuck up now and then. But you know, some things some things are inexcusable, and you know, and and you know, it's it is what it is. But. Luckily, I'm just a yeller and not a fucking, you know. <laughs> yeller. I'm the old yeller. yeller. Old yeller, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> old and yeller. Yeller! Did we, I don't even think we came to any answer to the. the... Well, here's, a, so here, so here's the thing. I mean, do you value your failures? I think I, I do now. I don't think I, I. I ever did. Well, here's a question. Or or are you starting to learn how to that, value your failures? That would be a better way to Yeah, cuz I cuz I'll tell you the truth. I've I've looked at my failures at different times in my life when things are going good as valuable. And then when things go bad, 
it flips because again, okay, there's that fine line of it, like, and and I never realized with you know what happy go lucky is, like the real freight, like the the flippant type of meaning behind it. It means that you're happy when everything's going all right, but when shit's going bad, you're you're south, you're sideways, right? And it wasn't that I was sideways in the fact that that I was it was a temper tantrum. It was just that I felt like like I feel like a failure. Like I internalize everything. And and it's it's very hard. Well that's another aspect to it too is 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 our own, you know, cognitive distortions and, and, right. and thinking it's a failure when it's not a failure. Or, right. You know, or thinking that you failed when, you know, you may not have. So Right. And and sometimes, man, and again, like I'm I'm going back to something and, and I'm so happy that Timmy taught me this because I have really taken this to the next level. <laughs> Timmy taught me something called three fucks. You have three fucks to give every day. And that's these three fingers, okay? And you have to decide every day whether a situation is worth one of those. Now, even I've found this out. Sometimes you give your fucks away without even realizing it. And that is Sometimes you can't help it because that's those emergency situations. You got to give that's a fuck fair. away to somebody having to go to an emergency call. Like if your kid's sick at work, you're at work, your kid's sick at school, you got to go pick them up. That's a fuck you got to give. Absolutely. However, is the copy you're getting jammed? Is this worth it? Is that worth it? And what that has taught me is, is that some things aren't even worth a second look where... You're wasting your energy that's, because it's really all about the energy that's exactly you're wasting. What it's about. That's exactly what it's about. And, and, your, and your space in your head, you know your your space. If you're if you're giving out, you know, seven eight fucks a day or or more, that's all the space. You don't have any space for anything else. No, you don't. It's you're like, not dude, you're, you're, you don't have any space. Right, you're, you're consumed. consuming it, and then you got to think to yourself: Is what is is what? is consuming my head right now, is any of it even worth the space that it's consuming? And most of the time it's no. not. No. I mean, and, look. It, but it, that's the sad But that's the sad pattern we get into. Yeah, it is a pattern. And until you shake that pattern up or do something to, to, to knock that rhythm out for a second, mm-hmm. even if it's a second, just to get it out, just to get it out. It's, it's all about that little... You got to pick the needle up off the record. You do. You got to pick it up and put it on another spot, <laughs> man. Put it on another track. See what you do. <laughs> That's always fun, man. Records, like yeah. vinyl and records are really good descriptors because you can do a lot of stuff with that needle and that stylus, man. <laughs> yeah, You're dragging too. it across your life if you want to. But you can also move the song, man. Yeah. Dude, if that, that groove's worn down, go listen to the next track. Because you know what album-oriented radio is? It's the deep cuts, dude. The deep cuts are the good songs, man. <laughs> the deep cuts. The deep cuts. <laughs> you gotta get to the deep cuts. <laughs> deep cuts on Above Ground Podcast. That's right, yeah. But I, but I think that finding... Uh, so, here's a question, though. We, we never answered the end game thing. No, I don't, I don't think we did. I, dude, like I said, my end game is to not have my daughter carry on the legacy. Yes, you did say that. That I had to carry on. Because that's what legacy is. We learned that in our episode about legacy. Legacy is not what you leave behind. It's what's left behind for you. But that influences what you leave behind. Yeah, for sure it does. And... 
in your end game, man, you don't want to leave the trail of bloody bodies, burned out buildings, and blown up cars that was left for you if that's what was left for you. And you know what? There's only one way to fix that, and that's to heal. You have to heal, man. And the only way you can heal is by doing the work. And that work is is self-work, and only you and you alone can do it. I concur. There's not much else I can say on that. And on that, until next time, be well. Be safe. Be above. above.